Are the Gospel writers Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John credible? In episode 178, I asked the question, did Jesus claim to be God? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John make a very strong case that he did. In the statements he made about himself, the titles he used for himself, and in his actions, it's hard to come away from a thorough, objective reading of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John without concluding Jesus made a very clear statement that he was the promised anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. Yet, as I mentioned in the last Bible question, a majority of people on our planet do not believe that's the case. They don't believe he was God. A great moral teacher? Absolutely. But God? Not a chance. Some of those who reject the claim have, frankly, never read the Gospels. Many more reject the claim because they reject the possibility of the supernatural. Believing the universe is a closed system, a box, with nothing or no one outside the box, they conclude any narrative suggesting someone acting from outside or against the laws within the box, the laws of nature, is clearly a fabrication. Still others reject the claim because they've concluded the gospel writers have turned him into a legend, or in recent terminology, an urban legend. We're a skeptical people, and for good reason. So much of what we're fed in social media, the regular media, and in reports from our friends is just flat-out myth. Just this morning when I opened my phone, the headline was, They've found Noah's Ark. This time for sure. In my 60 years growing up, I've seen that headline multiple times. They've found Noah's Ark. I'm skeptical, and you should be too. In 1981, the term urban legend was popularized by a book, The Vanishing Hitchhiker. You've heard that story, haven't you, in its various forms? Someone driving down the road picks up a strange hitchhiker who shortly thereafter simply vanishes? Is that what the Gospel writers did to Jesus of Nazareth? Turn him, his claims, and his actions into an urban legend? I am not saying they turned him into a myth. Jesus was a real historical person. To not believe that, you'd have to embrace what's a kiss and cousin to urban legends, conspiracy theories. The Encyclopedia Britannica uses over 20,000 words to describe the person of Jesus of Nazareth. That's more space than given to Aristotle, Alexander the Great, Muhammad, or Napoleon. No one would dispute that those people lived in real space and time in our history. Further, even non-religious people at the time of Jesus left historical accounts referring to him. Tacitus, a Roman historian speaking of Christians, said, Christos, founder of the name, was put to death by Pontius Pilate, procurator of Judea in the reign of Tiberius. Josephus, a Jewish historian, writes, Now there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, if it's lawful to call him a man, for he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher. He was the Christ, and when Pilate, at the suggestion of principled men among us, had condemned him to the cross, for he appeared to them alive again the third day, as the divine prophets had foretold, and the tribe of Christians so named from him are not extinct to this day. As you might assume, this quote is hotly contested by critics. In the Jewish Talmud, remember, these are Jesus' opponents who put him to death, reports that Jesus was hanged on the eve of the Passover. 
They call him the bastard son of an adulteress. Here, Jewish officials don't deny the mighty works of Jesus, but claim he did them through sorcery. So when we ask the question, are the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, credible, or did they turn Jesus into an urban legend, we're not talking about a myth. So what is an urban legend? It's a story told, often passed on, and embellished that's embraced by many as truth. It's the vanishing hitchhiker. Or probably a number of things you've read on the internet and have embraced as fact. These often start out as, I had this friend who had a friend and this happened to him. So to summarize, these are oral stories that soon take on reality. Skeptical about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's claims about Jesus? Good, you should be. They put some startling claims in the mouth of Jesus and report some startling actions. I want to give you some things to think about that would suggest Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were quite credible, and their gospel accounts really don't fit the pattern of legends, urban or not. Let's sort through a few. Let's talk first about Matthew, Mark, and John. They were Jewish men, monotheists, mono, one, theist, God, one God. From the time they were little, it's almost certain the Shema was crammed into their head. Shema means hear, hear and obey, and it comes from Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God, the Lord is one. In episode 38, we looked at Moses getting God's laws, the ten family rules. You might know them as commandments. Right out of the box, it says, you shall have no other gods. In claiming Jesus claimed to be God, they would not be going with the flow of their Jewish upbringing they very much would be going against the grain, the grain of everything they'd been trained from the time they were little, the Shema, God is one. That leaves Luke, and he's the second reason I want us to consider. Luke was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. In modern jargon, Luke didn't really have a dog in this Messiah fight. While you could argue Matthew, Mark, and John had a vested interest in this Jew from Nazareth, this rabbi they followed, and turning him into something more than he claimed to be, Luke wouldn't have had that motivation. Now you have both Jews and a Gentile making the same statements, creating overlapping and consistent accounts of what Jesus said about himself, titles he used, and actions he did. Let's continue with Luke, and that's my number three. Luke was not just a physician, a highly trained physician. He was also an historian. Such a strong historian, even secular people today give him kudos. Luke names names. Anna, Simeon, Zacchaeus, Mary of Magdala, Simon of Cyrene. Names and places. He also names dates and times. Pins down events to historical events and historical leaders. That vanishing hitchhiker story... Wouldn't it be different if you heard it with the place it happened, the name of the person in the car, and where the car was traveling when the hitchhiker was picked up? Now you have a trained historian reporting these events. Number four. I mentioned urban legends usually start as a story passed on to others, orally, or in our culture, emailed, texted, or posted online. 
At the time of Christ, Jesus' sayings and actions were also passed on orally. Most who study literature pin Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's writing down between 50 and 65 AD. That's 30 to 40 years from the time Jesus said and did these things, as reported in their Gospels. You could look at that and say, that gives an awfully long time for urban legend to creep in. But on the other side of that, you must consider this. They wrote these things down in print while eyewitnesses were still alive who could refute them. Think about that for a moment. Take a historical figure from 30 years ago, say Muhammad Ali. Make up an urban legend about him. Perhaps he lost his last five fights and died penniless. That narrative wouldn't last a day before being completely refuted by folks who were still alive, perhaps even some of his last opponents or his banker. To those who might object, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John may have written them down accurately, but they weren't preserved. They were corrupted by copyists over 1,500 years until the printing press. I'd urge you to go back to episode 3 to listen to how the Old and New Testament texts were preserved. The sixth factor to consider is that John and Matthew were eyewitnesses. These are first-hand accounts. This isn't something a friend of a friend of mine told me. 7. It's almost certain Luke and Matthew had a copy of Mark when they wrote their Gospels. On the Jesus story, they compared notes. So to conclude they made Jesus an urban legend, you'd have to conclude they also colluded to do it. Number 8 I mentioned in the last Bible questions. Church history reports Matthew, Mark, and Luke died sticking to their story. The narrative in Catholic and Eastern Orthodoxy report Matthew died as a martyr. Church fathers state Mark was dragged through the streets of Alexandria in 68 AD with a rope around his neck, and that Luke was hanged from an olive tree in Thebes in 93 AD. As also mentioned in the last episode, the Romans tried to kill John but failed and banished him to the island of Patmos. Would Matthew, Mark, and Luke collude together, and then Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John die for something they knew was a fabrication? I can't imagine. Number nine is this. For trying to create a legend, these gospel writers sure put some strange things in the narrative about their hero, Jesus. Reporting he was rejected by his own family, saying they thought he had a screw loose, mocked by his brothers for his claims, healing a blind man in two stages as if he failed on the first attempt, asking who in a crowd touched him because he sensed power flowing out of him like the Energizer Bunny, telling his disciples he couldn't tell them the time of his return because he didn't know, and how about washing the feet of the disciples, sobbing at a funeral, and being brutalized by both Romans and Jews as he stood silent and defenseless at his trial and execution. That's just so out of sync. Not the things legends are made out of. And number 10, would the gospel writers put such weird things in these documents about themselves? Matthew and John paint themselves over and over again as the disciples, thick-headed, clueless and shallow, arguing about which of them will be the greatest when Jesus has just given them a teaching on being a servant and washed their feet, bailing out on Jesus at his arrest, 
and continuing to doubt that Jesus was who he said he was even after the resurrection and three or four appearances to them by Jesus. You can read about that in Matthew 28. Some still doubted. Did the gospel writers turn Jesus into an urban legend? The gospel accounts, they just don't sound like the hitchhiker. And since I'm on the subject, did you know there is a vanishing hitchhiker in the New Testament? No kidding, literally. You can read it in Luke's companion volume to his gospel, the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. It's the vanishing hitchhiker. And you can add to this what Hebrews 13, 2 says, Be hospitable to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Maybe some of those vanishing hitchhiker stories are true. Why is this important? If the gospel writers Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote credible accounts in their gospels of who Jesus said he was and what he did, we're faced with a trilemma of sorts. A trilemma is like a dilemma, you know, between a rock and a hard place. You have to choose between two very difficult alternatives. In a trilemma, you have to choose between three. C.S. Lewis made this famous in his book, Mere Christianity. Here's the trilemma. As we looked at in the last Bible questions, according to the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus claimed to be God. Now follow me. That claim was either true or false. If that claim of the gospel writers was true, Jesus is who he said he was. The seed of the woman, the descendant of Abraham who'd bless all nations, the one flowing from the line of David who would rule forever in righteousness and justice, the suffering servant of Isaiah who would lay down his life for the sins of his people, the Lord. If that statement was false, there's two other alternatives. Jesus either knew it was false or he did not. If Jesus knew it was false, that makes him a hypocrite because he told his followers to be honest no matter what the cost and that he was the truth. He may also have been a demon for he told others to trust in him for their eternal destinies when in fact he knew he couldn't pull that off and he was a fool because it was this lie of his claiming to be God that got him crucified. Have you ever known a liar? A habitual liar? Read the Gospels. Do you get this sense about Jesus when you read the Gospels? Looking at his teaching, his character, his grace? A third option is Jesus was a lunatic. He was sincere in his claims, but they were wrong. Lots of people have been sincere and wrong. Maybe Jesus' elevator stopped a few floors short of the top. Or as carpenters say, he was a bit off-bubble. But read the Gospels. If this guy's wrong, he's not just a little off-bubble. He's certifiably insane and a megalomaniac. He's not just a little off-bubble. He's dangerous. Yet when you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's narrative of his life, his simple, profound teaching his clear-cut sense of mission, the wonderful way he related to people of all ages and cultures, his steady, constant personality. It just does not sound like a lunatic. If Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John give credible reports, we can't call him a great moral teacher. Still think the gospel writers made him into a legend? Can I give you a challenge? Read John's Gospel in a modern translation. 
it'll take you a couple of hours. At the end of his gospel, chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, John claims with confidence, if you read it with a discerning mind and an open heart, John thinks there's enough information there that you too will conclude Jesus claimed to be God. And Jesus claimed that because he wanted all of us to do something with that information.